You're on Earth Tribe Radio, www.earthtriberadio.com. And it's a lovely day or night, wherever you are. Hi, Fiona. Hey, Joe. So I'm so lucky to have a little drizzle here today. Oh, isn't it beautiful? And I love, love, love the way the earth smells when it's wet. Yes, I do too. So... Um, and a new addition, a new addition is a wild female turkey who's been living with us for a week now, outside yeah, under the persimmon trees, where all the birds get fed. Can you share with us just before we go on what the turkey represents in Native American? Oh culture? yes, it's one of the most powerful uh, animals. It's uh, the, the it's the it's the gift of the giveaway, and uh, I I love the the concept of the giveaway, which is unless whatever it's about the person that you are when you share it when you give it when you share yourself your thoughts your emotions your heart your listening uh, when you share that it's a giveaway. And um, whatever you give away comes right back to you. So uh, the giveaway is one of the turkey is one of the most sacred of all the animals. It's it. it uh, let me see. When you give part of yourself away or all of yourself away in your attention, in your thought, in your um, consideration and kindness um, it it's given right back to you that's all that's all I can say it's once you share it you it's yours so it's not like giving it away forever but it becomes yours once you give it away does that make any sense to you yes it's, it's so beautiful and so if anybody has found uh, on the property we had in New York, we used to find turkey feathers all the time, and they're just so wonderful to have. Uh, we have turkey vulture feathers here, uh-huh. but uh, they're, they're wonderful feathers that you might pick up when you're hiking or um, somebody might give you one. They, uh, what, they call how, the, could you, how could you? They call the turkey, the, I'm sorry, they call the vultures, the turkey vultures, they call them the peace eagles because they've got the span, the wingspan sometimes almost as as wide as the the eagles, but they don't kill anything. They just recycle, you know, they recycle what is dead. So they're very Buddhist in that way because when a, a, a Buddhist or Rinpoche or Lama passes, the bones are left to be picked at um, so that uh, the person is truly given away, you know. And in the giving away, you become truly what is you. It is such an interesting thing that the, the their concept is not of trying to preserve the body in like a lead casket so that that body will, the bones will be safe. I know. It, it's just give, giving it away, so yeah. you know, letting it all return to the oneness. Now, I'm not saying that the other way is wrong. I'm just saying for me, this is just a very beautiful concept. I, I love it. Sometimes they take when there's uh, 
a bit of the thigh bones that have been picked. They'll have um, other llamas, Rinpoche's, carve tiny little skulls out of the bone, and then they'll put it on a long string. And then the, the string of skulls is wrapped around your wrist uh, to remind you of the impermanence of things. Yes, it's so wonderful. It's so it's so good. I think when when you realize how impermanent everything is. I mean, we're totally aware that you know we eat a potato, we eat a you know vegetable, and it was live, and now it's part of us, and it's feeding our liveness. Um, but uh, it, it's it's very difficult sometimes for us to realize that we are so impermanent, even though this part of us that's aware of it. I, I think I said this before, but my grandma used to has said, "I don't know how this world can go on without me," and <laughs> it's difficult. It's difficult for us to realize that. Um, and so I think the this whole idea of just consciousness of impermanence, I think it changes everything for us. Yes, I have I have my string of skulls that I've worn for years. Sometimes. Um, you know, there have been years where I never took them off. Um, and it's a good, it's, to me, it's a good reminder. And even in the aspect of impermanence is even if you have a really lousy day and things are going wrong and mercury's in retrograde and everything like so what's happened to me this last week when my iPad crashed, not able to be, all my information is gone. All my information is gone. All my contacts are gone. And I think of that, all those skulls that say, well, there's nothing that's permanent. And so we move on. Yes, it's so helpful. And, and coming to that, um, you've got an interesting thing, which kind of ties a theme that kind of ties in with being aware of impermanence and being aware that there's freedom in impermanence. You have a title of something that you thought it would be... Well, I saw... This is, yeah, this is something that I read the other day, and it had a powerful effect on me. So if you don't mind, I'll, I'll read the quote and then tell you, express what it meant to me personally, okay? Is that all right Wait. with you? Yes. Okay, uh-huh. so the quote is from... Rumi, who we all love, and this is it. One of the marvels of the world is the sight of a soul sitting in a prison with a key in its hand. Okay, shall I read it again? Because I'm going to read it again. I think that would be really great, yes. Uh One of the marvels of the world is the sight of a soul sitting in a prison with the key in its hand. Now... It's such an interesting uh, concept, isn't it? Yes. So when I saw that, I realized I had been sitting for a long time with a problem that had become like a prison to me because it just put the walls around. I I just couldn't find my way out of this problem. 
when I read that, I said, well, no, I have the key in my hand. Instead of looking at the problem, I need to look at the key because the key will unlock the walls that have crawled, creeped in on me that made me feel like I was in a prison within this problem. So once I focused on the key, there's a way out of this. What is the way out of this? I saw, the, I used the key, and I thought, this is, how, I, this is how I move on, and this is what I've got to do first, and this is what I've got to do next, and this is what I've got to do next. Now, I'm at stage three now of the things I've got to do next, only because my son got the vaccine and had a bad reaction to it, bless his heart, uh, and I had to stay with him. So that postponed my third step. But I now know where I'm going with this. I know. I now know the way out of the problem. It is so easy, and all of us have done it, so this is not something that's unique to anybody or people don't have to feel embarrassed by being stuck in a problem. But um, I think Einstein said... We can't find a solution by continually looking at the problem. We have to step away from the problem. And Barry Long used to say, um, take a problem out and look at it and ask yourself, what do I do? If you don't have an answer right, then put it away and then come back again and say, look at it again so that you're not constantly focusing on the problem. Yeah. Because if we don't, it, we just get so stuck in the problem. And again, we've all done it. It's not our fault. Well, it, and we get yeah, we get to a point where it becomes overwhelming and the walls close in. Yes. I mean, uh, like bankruptcy or, um, you know, uh, um, losing your home. or These are huge things that just seem to be walls that close in. But we all have a key to how to get out of it and where to go from here. And then the next step and the next step. But, you know, um, what Barry Long said... Uh, say it again. He said, "What you do is you organize a, a, a time that you will look at the problem, or every right. so often you take the problem out and you look at it and you say, what am I going to do about this?' Is that you know? And if you keep looking at it enough, you'll find that the answer will emerge. Well, here's another way of looking at that. That's interesting because, you know, at uh, I've dabbled in art. I love watercolors and oils and things. And I've, I know that when I'm working on a, a piece and something's not right and I can't figure out what's not right about it, I turn the canvas upside down and walk away and look at it from a distance and instantly I can see what the problem is. But I have to turn it upside down, walk away, and look at it upside down. Oh, yeah, there it is. I see what I've done, or the light's wrong here, or this is wrong there. And I go back, and I can, I can deal with it. So it's, it's not becoming a prisoner of your problem. And when I read that Rumi quote, which is the first time I'd ever read that quote, I realized I was in a prison, that this this problem was causing me so much anxiety and stress uh, that it had become a prison. Well, that is incredibly 
incredibly empowering. And I think it happens to a huge amount of us, many of us. It's, I think, you know, we're in a job that we hate and yet we think we're stuck. We don't know how to get out or a relationship or a financial problem. And it is if we just keep looking at it from the solution, which means, um, so go over again, Joe. You had something about expansiveness that was really interesting, uh, oh, which enabled yes. you to look at it so, in a new way. Right, of course. So taking my first step, when I saw, uh, when I realized, first of all, I realized that I had the key to the problem. Now, what? How do I need to use this key? You know, and I needed to do one thing first, and. So I went and did that. I had a uh, had a meeting. So on the drive to where the meeting was, I created such spaciousness around me. Now, this is something that happens often when you're doing a meditation. All of a sudden, there are no walls around you. When I'm out on a vision fast, I let go of the edges that separate me from everything else so that I become everything else. So it's creating this spaciousness. Um, there's a Buddhist quote, give, give the old cow uh, a large meadow. <laughs> so on my drive, I just created this huge meadow around me, all this space around me. So I had no anxiety. I had no fear uh, of what I was going to say or what I was going to do or who I was going to meet. There was absolutely no fear, no stress, and no anxiety. And that's how, that's how I went, got through my son's reaction to his vaccine is immediately created all this space around us as I held him, all this space around us. And it, the prison walls disappear, the pain disappears, the stress disappears, the fear disappears. So creating spaciousness around oneself within your heart and your mind you create it around your body and your mind and your heart takes away the prison walls. So let's have a think about maybe how people can create this spaciousness because, again, we get we, we tend to get smaller and smaller and smaller in the focus. It's like in the beginning the problem is just there. But as we focus on it more, it appears to me that the problem and the spaciousness just slowly goes away. So we're totally trapped in the problem. Well, we have to remind ourselves, we have to remind ourselves and create this within us often. Now, one of the ways, if we've never done this before, and if we're in a stressful situation or anxiety, it's really just ground yourself, sit down somewhere, put your feet on the earth, whether it's outdoors or indoors, just your feet are planted on the earth, drop your shoulders Soften your belly, soften your jaw, take a deep breath, 
can picture on the out-breath, you just picture all this space around you. If you want to see a meadow, picture a meadow. If you want to see a garden, like your beautiful garden, Fiona, picture a beautiful garden. There's nothing, you're totally free. There's nothing there that you can get caught on. You're totally free. A spacious meadow. And take another breath. Make sure your belly is soft. Your shoulders are dropped. Your jaw is not clenched. Put the tip of your tongue behind your front teeth, the roof of your mouth, and breathe. And you've created space. That's wonderful. You've created space where, and just remember always that you hold the key. That is key. That is key. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. I keep forgetting that I held the key all this time. Maybe it was fear of trying to make a decision. But if that put the key. Hmm? Fear of making a decision, fear of change. Yes. Fear of... Making a mistake. Yes, fear of... Fear of anger. Being, yes. People being angry with you, you know. Yes. So once you realize you hold the key, then you have to figure out how to move on from all those... All those Walls that imprisoned you, the fear, the anxiety, uh, uh, the stress, what what's causing it? Look at it. What's causing it? Oh, for me, it was fear. It was total fear of something. And I, once I realized that, I thought, okay, how do I, how do I move through this? Because the only way through, beyond it, is to go through it, not to run away from it. So we could ask ourselves, we could ask ourselves, if I am trapped, if I'm feeling trapped in any ways, relationship, work, home, whatever, financial, ask myself, what is the the primary emotion that that is happening for me in this fear? I mean, in this trappedness, is it fear? And probably most of the time it is fear, I think. I would think 90% of the time it's some form of fear. But it's a good idea to start opening up and making space, I think, when we ask ourselves, what is trap? What, what, how, and this is not what is trapping me because that makes us a victim, but how am I trapping myself? Yes. And I think that's a key, not to judge ourselves and say, my God, what an idiot, you know, but to say, okay, this crept up on me and I, here I am in this little space. Of uh, of being in a prison, but I always have the key. That's why that is such a powerful image. When you're sitting, we're sitting in a prison, holding the key in our hand, but we haven't realized that we have the key. And and you're you're suggesting that we create space is very empowering. I I think like a drive is helpful. Jumping on a train, a bus, 
mm-hmm. um, taking a long walk. Uh, yeah, exactly. Laying in a bath, laying in a bath, even sometimes, mm-hmm. you, you know, taking a long shower if water is not an issue. So um, I think that any of those things you, you people can work out. Even just deciding to draw or paint or do something creative, thing, you know, if um, and I think that any of those things can create space. And when we when we look at the problem and then create space, like you did, we get answers, like you did. Well, I'm on my way. I'm on my way to resolving this. And uh, I'll, I'll let you all know how it goes. <laughs> but I'm, I'm no longer afraid. And also you, now you know that you have that key and you're in the process of working out just how to use it, mm-hmm. which is so empowering. And um, thank you, Jill. This is a very powerful thing for all of us because it could be a huge thing like yours is. It's a major issue. Could be a small thing too, like a health and health a health a smallish health issue, or it could be something small like, um, you know, your nephew's having a hard time. Well, who, who knows what it is? But it could be small or it could be big. And just remember that there's always a key when we have a problem, and that, that is such a massive thing to realize. These Sufi guys are quite amazing. Um, Would you read it just one more time before we finish? Sorry? Yes. One of the marvels of the world is the sight of a soul sitting in a prison with a key in its hand. Yep. That's a huge, that is an incredible vision and and, uh, an incredible thought of freedom. There, so we have the power. There, there was a picture that I saw that came with us. It was, you know, in browns, sepia sort of color of an old person sitting in a dark prison without realizing the key was sitting in his hand or her hand. Wow. And that, so I have the visual of that. That's why I tell you what the visual was for me. It was quite profound. One of the marvels of the world is the sight of a soul sitting in a prison with a key in its hand. Wow. Well, we have been talking about freedom and how we easy how easy it is to become trapped in a problem and not realize that we're trapped, but we always have the key. Is there anything you want to say as we yes. finish? Yes, and creating spaciousness. Create spaciousness around you. Well, this is Earth Tribe Radio, www.earthtriberadio.com. Your home on planet Earth.